Hello everyone, welcome to episode 507 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This season we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave Spy Festival in Chicago, September 23rd and 24th at Metro. Check out our previous episodes to hear from Dead When I Found Her, Chant, Bloody Knives, Pig, The Cox, and Cubany. For the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. On this episode, we're talking to Friday Night Openers Heather Gable and Seth Schur. Doors open at 5.30 this year, so be sure to head to the venue early. This is Hyde.
Was it three years ago? Yeah, it was yeah, like about three years ago. Almost three years ago, yeah. Well, we were seeing each other, and I make music, and she makes cool art, and had never been in a band, and we decided to start doing something. And I had just started making um, electronic music after playing drums in lots of bands, just melded her aesthetic with what I was doing. When we first started, it was Seth and one of his friends were playing, and then oh, right. we had a couple of practices with the three of us. We played like one show as a three-piece, and then it just didn't really work out, and, and then it became Seth and I, and we started doing a lot more, like practicing a lot more, playing more shows, just like doing it more seriously. You know, wanting to perform or like be in a band was something that was new for me. But I had toured. I mean, I think I've probably toured more than Seth, even though he's been in like three or four bands. Yeah, definitely. I toured for like 10 years and I didn't really ever have a desire to to play music. But all of that experience has really been helpful for us now touring. You know, it's like I know where to load in <laughs> when we go, <laughs> like when we're at a club that like... I don't know, Seth's never been to, or between the two of us, like, our different, like, touring experiences have have been really helpful, like, with this uh, band. Honestly, like, I have haven't really been into electronic music for very long. I kind of got into it as I was getting into making electronic music. Previous to that, I'd always kind of thought of, like, DJing electronic music as sort of, like, I don't know, cheap, because it didn't involve instruments, which is right. kind of weird. Uh, and then when learning how to do it, I've, I feel like I just started to appreciate it more. But I don't really honestly know that much about it. But when I, mean, when I was a kid, I was really into ministry and I was into Marilyn Manson and I was into Nitzareb and stuff like that. But I definitely come from more of like a metal background. That's what I listened to growing up. That was always like my biggest influence was like just like death metal and thrash metal and all of that kind of stuff. I definitely think I'm I'm more into the like techno side than the industrial or goth side. You guys don't have a lot of stuff that you've put out already. There's a couple tracks on your SoundCloud page, but you did just have a new 12-inch put out, Flesh for the Living. Tell me about that release. Yeah, that's our first vinyl release. We put out three singles before that, so we put out like a total of six songs before this EP, but uh, we recorded it. Just like at our practice space. And then a friend of ours, Joe Cardamone, who we just recorded a full length with, he did a remix and it's out on Midwitch, which is a Chicago label run by Jim Magus, who has a project called Magus. He's been in tons of bands. He's been around Chicago for a long time. He's he's a really awesome artist himself. Yeah, the EP, we're really excited about it. We, we toured out to the East Coast in support of it and we have some more shows coming up it's a two song 12 inch there's like a 10 minute track and then there's the remix we made a video for the remix that's coming out really soon too but yeah most i'd say most of what we play live now is like all the stuff that's going to be on the new record that we just recorded but we are not quite sure who's going to put it out yet you guys also have some short films on youtube tell me about those it's like the two first two segments of a trilogy of short films that we're working on that's um we made them for a film festival that i'm a part of that happens downtown like every winter they're more art pieces conceptually it's things that we've come up with together that we're interested in collaborating on and then i sort of do the direction more or less 
and we edit together and then Seth does the the scores for those completely. Like when we write songs, I have input, but for those short films, those 10 minute scores, the sound design, like Seth does those completely. We're interested in not just putting out records and having this be, you know, like I come from a visual art background. Seth has a lot of experience with visual art and it's something that we're interested in, not just putting out records, but having this sort of just be whatever we need it to be, like, creatively. This project. Yeah, like an interdisciplinary project more mm-hmm. than just a regular band. Totally. Moving on to the Cold Wave show this year, tell me about how you guys got involved with the festival. Are there any of the other bands that you're excited to see? I'm excited for Revolting Cox. I'm excited to see Meat Beat Manifesto. I haven't heard that in so long. We went last year and we both had like sore necks from Godflesh. We were just like headbanging. Yeah, big Godflesh They were fans. so good. <laughs> yeah, they were amazing. But yeah, we're excited to play. I think we play at like 11.30 in the morning or something. No, are you insane? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Like outside? In front of the I'm hot dog stand kidding. across the street? We When we were just out a couple weeks ago too, like at every show... At least, like a a couple people were came were, because they saw that we were playing Cold Waves and they were psyched to come see us, like at a club, and they were like really psyched to see us at Cold Waves. So. I think most of them were yeah going traveling to Chicago yeah. specifically for Cold Waves. It's pretty yeah. cool. But they had just seen our name like on the announcement flyer and saw that we were playing. People know about Cold Waves and like sort of like an older crowd do go to it to check out new bands, which is. Pretty awesome for a festival, you know? Usually people just go to see bands that they already like.
On this episode, you heard Flesh for the Living and Limb from Limb. Hyde can be found at facebook.com slash Hyde from Hyde. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to our show through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Walter Flakus from Stabbing Westward. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, fallen Chicago musician, and sound man Jamie Duffy. Here's Matt Finale from Caustic sharing his Jamie story. There's a famed story of me from nearly 10 years ago now where I was set to play a bunch of dates with uh, KMFDM, KMFDM and Combi Christ who were touring and, and uh, Andy from Combi is a, an old pal of mine and got me on five dates and uh, the first was going to be playing in Chicago at the House of Blues. There's a, a legendary in quotes story of how I actually got kicked off the tour within 24 hours uh, due to some shenanigans or whatever. It was it was honestly pretty stupid. I, I Sasha just did not take to Caustic, I think. I, I drove home that night uh, back to Madison and then was getting ready to drive back out to Milwaukee to do these dates. I, then I got a call from Sasha, if I remember correctly, and he just said, you know, you're off the tour. I don't ever want to talk to you again about this or whatever. And I was like, oh, in, in shock because I didn't – whatever happened was not my fault. Uh, I, I took responsibility because it was like my crew, whatever happened. and But I just didn't know what was happening. And I didn't get a, a lowdown on like, you know, he didn't give me any indication as to what happened. So Jamie actually was doing sound that night at House of Blues and he was staged, I think, or maybe he was stage managing. And so I was like, shit. And I, I got his number from somebody and I called him to ask what was going on. And he kind of just said, yeah, it was just a, ended up being a bad night. And, and, and he kind of helped me straighten it out and get, get some information on exactly what happened. But I mean, this is kind of another thing where, again, he was just, he didn't have to help me out. You know, I was never I was never super close with him, but he was very helpful in trying to help me figure out what the hell happened. And he was, you know, he felt bad for me because it was kind of a shit deal. But he was, you know, he was a he was a good guy. You know, he was a really good guy, and I just always remember him very fondly for the fact that he, you know, helps kind of sort out what ended up being a very embarrassing situation for me at the time, which I was able to kind of spin to even more kind of press than I would have gotten even playing the five shows. But it was still, you know a break and then I I blew it essentially